0: Hey guys, welcome to the Soloist Podcast. It's your boy, Solomon Jones, a.k.a. SoloTV84. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, it's 3.59, 4 a.m. CST. So if I sound tired, forgive me. But I've been up for two hours and, you know, usually, I don't know, for some re- weird reason, it's about the three, four hour mark, that's when I do my best editing Or my best video recording, right? Well, I would say better editing than recording. But I wanted to do the 2020 wrap-up. And for those who don't understand, I usually don't do a wrap-up on my channel. But I used to do a wrap-up on my blog, which was also called The Soloist. And so the podcast is kind of an ode to the blog. You know what I'm saying? And I used to have a a yearly wrap-up on my blog where I would talk about things that I learn things that i achieve things that i want to work on and stuff like that and so the the 2020 wrap-up is going to be talking about some of my experiences and um this is going to be all over the place so bear with me because i didn't write it down because i just don't have time if for me to write this down is gonna it's too much time it's just too much time and i probably wouldn't have gotten it out in time so bear with me because my thoughts are going to be all over the place but To get into the 2020 wrap-up, you got to understand my 2019 mindset, I was um, basically, you know, I was building a lot of momentum. So uh, I was living a crazy life at the time. So I would, you know, get up at 4 a.m. so I could be at the gym by 5, work out from 5 to 6, then go home, leave my place at 6.30 uh, so I could be at work before 8 because the rush hour was, was crazy. And that this was from October of 2019 to J- the beginning of January of 2020, right? And I wasn't getting any sleep, I wasn't getting any sleep, and you know, it, it was crazy. But you know, the thing was, I was um doing nofap, and nofap basically is where you don't you know, pleasure yourself to in regards to watching pornography or masturbation so i started that in september 3rd of you know 2019 and so by december i was like a roaring lion you know what i mean because i don't think at that point um well yeah no at that point it it had been two months since i last been with a girl i believe in october of 2019. So it'd been two months. So it was like 60 days, right? 60 days without busting nothing. And so I was a roaring lion. I was hitting the clubs, the fields, and all of a sudden, boom, I had girls blowing me up left and right. Now, the thing is that I didn't realize then, but I, I realize now, at that time is, um, you know, at that time, I, you know, once I engaged with some of those girls, and I released that energy that made me feel younger, that made me feel like I was 25, that, en- that energy had left, right? And so it's not about... Hold on, guys. Let me turn this off here. Okay. So it's not about um, necessarily... You, you know, it, it, the, the the secret to fat is semen retention. I mean, I know that now, right? I didn't know it then. Sorry, taking a, a sip here of my juice. Now, so 2020, I was going into it with a lot of momentum. I was losing weight, drinking a lot of water, this and that. Started the year off for my birthday, going to Miami, had a blast, met freshman CEO, met met his friends. You know what I mean, we had a some some fun moments out there. It was kind of messed up though, because that was I remember when Kobe died, we were at a, um, we were somewhere in Miami at, at some sort of a brunch place. I forgot the name of it, but it was a Sunday. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, guys. The environment where we were at, it was dope. There were a lot of pretty girls there, a lot of stuck-up girls. Uh It was just a dope environment, you know what I'm saying? A lot of booze was there. And so to hear that in in, in that time setting, it kind of messed me up. Because you guys got to understand, this is my birthday. And it wasn't my birthday that Kobe died. It wasn't on my birthday, right? Kobe died like a few days after. But to hear that in that environment where, you know, you're partying and and trying to enjoy life, that kind of messed me up. Because when I first heard it, when somebody told me, yo, Kobe died, um, I thought they were trolling. I was like, bro, you know, stop trolling, stop playing. Like, that's nothing to joke about. And he's like, "No, I'm not playing, man. Kobe died. Kobe died." And um, yo, and when, and when that was confirmed, it was it kind of messed me up because like, yo, here I am in the middle of Miami at a beautiful place with beautiful women all around me, and like a, a guy that I, I've watched since I was 12 years old. I remember him doing those ninja moves in the 1997 Slam Dunk Contest. I remember him, you know, that cocky swagger. I remember all of that. I grew up watching Kobe, man. You feel me? Like, it it fucked me up. It fucked me up, yo. It fucked me up. It fucked me up. You know? Um, And then, of course, his daughter dying, too. And on on the other people, let's not take away from the other people that died as well, right? Even though their names aren't mentioned. And even though I don't know their names. But but may they rest in, in power. But... It's kind of like, yo, his daughter, she didn't even get to live life. And they were talking about that she was a nice hooper, too. That she was going to, you know, probably be a college star and possibly make the WNBA. I mean, who knows? At that age, you never know. But sometimes they look at the trajectory and and think, okay, she could make it, you know. But it it messed me up. So fast forward. Let's go to February. Um, February... There was this uh, fashion event. There was this fashion event known known as the Energy Fashion Event in Minneapolis, and that fashion event was 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 dope. Um, it was a it was a fire fashion event. Uh, they had it at the um, the Poorhouse in downtown, and and basically, it was it was a fun event. There were a lot of pretty girls there. It was a good vibe, and I got a lot of decent footage. I thought and i was like yo this is this is a dope event and of course a couple of my homeboys were out there cuz you know i've got i've got friends who are models and um you know and i've got some female friends as well but i wasn't you know whatever my homeboys were out there and you know it's always good to support them right and so this event was dope and so like you guys got to understand this is corona is out now right we we know that it the the it's out whatever it's it's Wreaking havoc over in China, Asia, but in February I I was not thinking about that. I wasn't tripping about that. I was still going off of the momentum that I had built up at the end of 2019. Just got back to Miami, so I was even more motivated. Uh, working on content and um, just trying to really really get the year offset right, you know, because I'm hitting it running literally. And and so March what happened was is that i did an interview with mr smith now people who know me they know who mr smith is if you're in minneapolis it's not a secret i'm not gonna give you his real name because he doesn't want me to which i respect because he, he he is a local celebrity right for those who are not familiar with mr smith hold on let me take a sip of my juice mr smith is a cryptocurrency millionaire and he's very well known in my city. Very well connected guy. Um, you know, he's the. When you guys see the 52 intro video and I'm sitting in the Bentley recording, that's that's Mr. Smith who I'm recording. Right? Um, and the Bentley's not leased. People, oh, is it leased? No, it's not leased. And even if it was, my nigga, how, how many people do you know could lease a Bentley? It's not a leased Bentley. Trust me. And so, Mr. Smith. We decided to do a cryptocurrency interview. Um, at that time, crypto was just going down, and I should have known then. I should have known then, crypto was going down. Oh, oh yeah, by the way, guys, I'm talking about everything. We're talking about crypto. We're talking about dating. We're talking about self improvement. We're talking about we're talking about everything on the wrap up. This is this like shout out to Black Ram Three One Three. It's, it's therapeutic, man. Like I said, I mean, you guys are getting the most comprehensive wrap up. You're not going to get this from any other YouTuber. Because they're not going to be as transparent as this. Facts. Whether it makes them look good or not. Facts. Let's, let's get into it. And so, Mr. Smith comes to the W with one of his boys. And, um, any the, you know, the W is a swanky place. You already know. And so, Jazz came through as well. Now, Jazz had a couple Pog friends that she brought. And then she also had a, a couple of, you know, a mix race girl that she bought but i'm not gonna lie jazz jazz got lit jazz got lit jazz got towed up (laughs) jazz got lit and um that kind of fucked up the interview i'm not gonna lie it did it did and jazz knew it that's why in the future interview when you see jazz (laughs) jazz is all like like a like a mother just really quiet and stuff but so Mr. Smith comes out, we do the interview, and it's, it's, you know, even though the interview turned out to be trash, it was a fun time. But literally, the next day, I woke up next to this, the girl, and, and I gotta bring the girl into this, because she is the egg girl. Now, for those of you who remember the egg girl, this started on, um, you know, when I was on the show, the, the Six, and I was going back and forth with, you know, a, a guy about what women should be able to do and not. And I said, you know, this girl didn't even know how to make sunny-side-up eggs, and she was 22. And we were just going back and forth, and that kind of turned into a meme. But this is the girl I'm talking about. This was at this time of March, and my job told me, hey, um, you're going to be working from home. And everything happened so fast. Everything happened so fast. One moment I'm doing an interview in downtown Minneapolis in the Schwanky Hotel at the W., with Mr. Smith and we got a bunch of bitches, excuse me, a bunch of girl ladies around, right? Facts. And next thing, you know, I'm working from home and my state is shut down. So you you got to understand like it kind of messed me up. And the first shutdown wasn't bad because it was um it was March going into summer or spring and so even though now I couldn't go out and um get footage for you know my blog series or get footage for solo tv 84 period I could still go out and exercise but you could tell the vibe had changed once 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 uh 19 I'll call it 19 once 19 arrived aka the beer flow the the beer flow uh, the beer flu. um it, it changed the vibe, you know what I'm saying, and all that momentum that I built up it did, it, like that, it, it slowed down just like that, like a finger snap, it slowed down like a Thanos finger snap it slowed down, and so now you're working from home, and it it has its ups and downs, you know there's some days where you you're doing really well. And then there's some days where you're just struggling. You're struggling because you're sitting by yourself at home working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 12 to 14 hours a day. Now, people got to understand when I say 12 to 14 hours a day. Yeah, I'm working 10 hours. And then I'm working another two to four hours on YouTube. And a lot of people are like, damn, I thought you were a full-time YouTuber. Um. The way I grind, Yes. But YouTube is not my my main thing. You know what I'm saying? But the way I grind, yes. That's why I'm up right now at 4 a.m. making videos, uh, recording this. And this may sound crazy. So if I sound, uh, yo, solo's bugging out. Yeah, it's 4 a.m. right now. I've, I've only had two hours of sleep. This has been my life. People don't understand that. And I know people will say, "Well, who are you crying about? You always crying. Solo's always crying about work." Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, here's the thing: people people don't understand the way I grind, and I and I don't expect somebody to understand the way I grind, because guess what? Right now, as I'm recording this, there's somebody grinding harder than me. That's what inspires me. That's what motivates me. But back on to the to the story. So when 19 started. It, it really kind of, it, it slowed down a lot of the mem- momentum that I had built up that went into the year. And so, you know, I mean, the first couple weeks when I was with that, uh, that, the egg girl, right? It was great. The first, the, the first like 10 days, it was technically first 10 days. It was great. I mean, all we would do is we would watch anime. Swear to God. We watched Death Note together. I have never... Listen, it's hard to meet women that are into anime. And, you know, she was a native. She was Native American, but not that it matters. But the point I'm saying is, is like, it's hard to meet women that are into anime. And so we were watching Death Note. We watched uh, Aguraha Kill. Aga, no, Agamiha. This is called Agamiha Kill, right? Yeah. We were watching that. So we would watch anime. We would eat. And then Smash! Like, bruh, that's the perfect life. Imagine that—you you chick, you you can watch anime with. You guys eat, and then you clap the cheek. Oh, yo, oh, I'm I'm great. I'm Gucci. I'm. This is great. Now, if she cooks and cleans, then yo, we we might have to talk about a long-term arrangement or contract. And of course, she um didn't do that. So, long story short, she actually ended the relationship because she's like, I feel like I'm not. Doing anything like just watching anime and smashing. I'm like, you're 22, like no cap, but we, we really ain't got much in common besides that. You know what I'm saying? So after that, then I just went beast mode. You know, I, I, I would just do interval jogging around my neighborhood, you know, every day, three to five miles to the point that I started at like maybe 12 miles where I was doing about 25 miles a week. And so the the weight th- that I put on two weeks, I lost it, so then I got to talk about this, so now I'm doing this, right and i'm I've got this, even though the momentum has slowed down, I still have this angst, this energy, right, so that's why i'm I'm, I'm losing weight going out and, and walking and stuff because I had put it on, and then um, you know, so now you're dating during the 19 era oh boy that was a cluster that was a cluster y'all so you're dating during the 19 era and so here's what's going on instantly you realize all that ish that you all that ish about oh you got to treat me nice like a lady i'm not coming to your house that's out the window because chicks are still coming through my, my g they are still coming through they are still coming through now I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple chicks. I think I went, I went on. I met twelve different girls from March to um, late May before I met the girl that I, I was dealing with. I believe it was twelve, if I'm not mistaken. I've got it written down somewhere. I don't know, but out of the girls that I met, only two of them I had to like meet at a park. Chicks can stay. Chicks still came to the crib now i'm I'm not gonna cap y'all i'm I'm not gonna cap and say every girl that came to the house I was clapping their cheeks no 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 that's that, that would be a lie that would be a mother effing lie there were a few girls that came through and and um you know what I'm saying things happened and then there were a lot of girls that it didn't happen and the girls that didn't happen I never saw them again and I remember the last girl woman i I met actually there were three women. I didn't meet this woman at we didn't do a walk. Well, we did a we did a partial walk. So it was three women. But this lady, bruh, bruh, like she was using like 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 I thought I was catfish, bruh. Like she was using old pictures. Her hair wasn't even the same. I was like, how old are you? Like, did you take like your pictures look of you like from 20 years ago? Like what what what, what the fuck is going on, bruh? Like Shorty done hit the wall with a Mack truck, fam. Like facts. Shorty looked busted, rusted, and tarnished. I was like, oh, nah, bruh. I can't do it. I just couldn't do it, bruh. She looked like, she didn't look like somebody's mom. She looked like somebody's grandma, nigga. I was like, oh, shit. So long story short, when I met my ex, I met my ex. And and this is the, the and once again, you can't really call a relationship. It was like three months. It was a situation, bruh. But she came that weekend, <laughs> She came on Friday and she didn't leave till Sunday, bruh. Facts. No I mean she came on a Friday. She, <laughs> she came on a Friday, bruh. She ain't leave till Sunday, bruh. <sighs> she might be listening to this now. That's the crazy part. But uh, I ain't gonna lie, bruh. Short Shorty was a pod, bruh. Shorty, Shorty had the best box and a nigga ever experienced, my nigga. I'm not, I'm not even capping, bro shorty was on the go like shorty was always ready to go bruh it was like bruh it was like it was like niagara falls and that was my downfall it was like niagara falls bruh you slide right in oh slippery went wet oh no bullshit motherfucker like <laughs> you know but as soon as i got with this girl um all of a sudden that the 25 miles uh-oh interval running a week that that shit stopped and then I started to notice something At the time I didn't get it And I don't know Maybe there's some correlation Or maybe it's just a a weird thing But Me and Shorty were smashing so much That when I was trying to work out I was weak And then all of a sudden I was getting groin pulls And I was getting all these problems Like back problems and stuff like that You feel me? And um, You know, I was getting all these problems and I'm like, "What what is going on? Because, you know, before Shorty, like I was I was doing 25 miles a week and then I was struggling to even do two miles a day. And I was like, what's going on? And I think that, you know, and, and once again, it's my theory, but I think that a lot of you, you don't realize that smashing, you release a lot of energy, and, and people might be like, "Yeah, it's a good solo again with the pseudo science, no fair bullshit." <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm just telling you my experience, bro. Facts. So right right around the time when we met, that's when the George, you know, Floyd situation happened. Now the city is in a, in a frenzy right now. If you're not in the city, guys, you have no clue what is going on. Like, before I met her, that's when the situation happened. And so I remember before I met my... the girl I was dealing with, I was actually in Wisconsin. Right? And and I, I was... I met up with some other chick. This was before I met my... my ex. Before people say, wait, but I thought you... Were... No, no, this was literally before. I think I'm, I met my ex like a week after. So, you know, that's facts. Um... And so what happened was, you know, I was in Wisconsin and I met this chick and I was like, why am I in Wisconsin, bro? Let me let me go back. Now, people who don't understand, if you go across Wisconsin, the, the bridge, you have Hudson, Wisconsin and River Falls, Menominee and Eclair. Those are like the biggest, you know, cities. And then you got other cities, of course. But Hudson is is like, you know, once you cross the border Hudson is like 10 minutes 10 minutes in 15 minutes in right And so I I decided yo bro let me Let me go back to Minneapolis so I go back to Minneapolis And I go to Uptown And I've never It's crazy It is I don't I don't know how to Explain it to y'all bro like It, it looked like a movie it looked like A freaking movie you had you know, like tear gas everywhere and then fire at the. It was just like chaos. It looked like Mad Max, but in real life, it looked like a movie, bruh. And so I'm in Uptown. I I I'm, I actually went with Angie. Well, I met Angie in Uptown. Uh, she was a chick that I just met in Uptown. Facts. And I, listen, bro. I was I was doing street approaches. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jake, shout out to Angie, by the way. Beautiful girl. Um, but I, I went, for those who may remember, when. so when I went to Uptown that night, I went live for my cell phone and I was interviewing different people. You know, I was interviewing black men. I was interviewing white people. I was interviewing black men and, and white women. Inter- there were a lot of interracial couples out there, y'all. For all these B1, we are a B one network. The the Becky's were walking with their men. That's a fact. And we had we we showed those receipts, bro. Facts. We showed those receipts. If you saw the life, it's not up anymore, because you gotta be a Patreon, but we showed those receipts. And it was just crazy to me, like because I'm thinking to myself, yo, this is y'all city and y'all fucking it up. You're not fucking up the establishment. You fucking up your local businesses, your local neighborhoods. Know what I mean? And so I was interviewing these young kids. I'm like, what, what What? the fuck are y'all doing out here? Are y'all supporting or y'all just out here trying to create chaos? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're doing a little bit of both. I mean, at least they kept it 100, you know what I mean? Um, but the George Flo- Floyd situation, man. That that You, you got to understand, as a black man. Right. Living in this fake ass liberal state. Yeah, right. Oh, we're we, we, we all conclusive. OK, until y'all be killing black men like Philando Castile and George Floyd. Right. It, it, it's scary because when the Philando Castile happened situation happened. In 2016, that was when other black men and, and, and black women were dying. And then to go from that to the George Floyd, it's kind of like, damn. You know, it's it's very scary. And people think like, like this is one of the reasons why when it comes to like race topics, I don't talk to about race to white people about race. Because I, I don't expect another race to understand what the fuck I'm going through, my nigga. Like, it's asinine. I'm not looking for your empathy or sympathy. But it's asinine to expect somebody to understand what I'm going through if they don't understand what I'm going through. It's asinine. It's asinine. And so for me personally, when when, when I, when I look at that situation and I see what's going on in the city, I understand what's going on. But... For me, my issue was, why y'all, why y'all effing up local businesses? Why y'all fucking up local businesses, bruh? Like, why? You know? That's, that's what messed me up. So, that situation happens. And then the shutdown ends. And I remember I was having lunch with some random thought and my boy, uh, G. <laughs> Shout out to G. And gee, we were just, and it was weird because, like, when we were having lunch, after the lockdown restrictions ended on my state, we were, like, all talking at the same time, just, like, over-talking to each other, like, <laughs> just talking. Because we were just, like, excited to finally, like, like imagine you're cooped up in your freaking house for, like, three months, and then finally you get to leave. That's a lot of energy, bro, so we were just talking. And we were just, like, sharing our experiences, now at this point as most of you know I'm seeing uh, a girl but fast forward it, it, you know this this situationship and let me let me end the story with the chick before I move on to the next topic During covid I learned a lot about myself in regards to um being a communicator you know I I you know, I do a lot of talking. But in 2020 I had to learn how to listen. I had to learn how to listen, you know what I mean? And um that's very important. I think a lot of guys would realize or learn a lot about themselves or their and their relationships, not just with women, but if they learn how to listen. So long story short, I was in a in a situation with a woman and it Just didn't work out. And it it didn't work out because, oh, I cheated or cheat cheated. No, it was just, we're just different people. That's it. Just different people. And that's just how it is. I I think people got to realize when I was in during the 19, right? And you're meeting different women, you're like, damn. You realize, yo, a lot of these women on the dating website, it doesn't matter if a bitch is bad, bro. Like, you know, I had a badass redhead, like, whoo, pog, thick, not fat, not fat, let's be clear, not fat, pog, redhead, banging body, but, but chick is messed up, like, just messed up in the, insane in the membrane, you know what I mean, so people got to understand, like, so when you meet a, a, a woman who, who treats you well, like my ex did, you know what I'm saying, I was like, cool, because all these chicks are crazy, so she was on the on the program, but she was fighting it. She was always fighting it because the feminist program in her was strong, and she even admitted it. Yeah, I support feminism. I was like, ah, oh. see, that's what the, this is not going to work. <laughs> so then I um I start to link up with um a buddy of mine. Shout out to Nate right um he's a buddy of mine we started to link up and um people gotta understand like at at the time people don't understand um at the time when i when i met nate right that that's when things were going south with my ex. So when I met Nate, Nate is like, bruh, what are you doing with that chick? Like, bruh, you, you need to listen, bruh. Shorty sound crazy, bruh. Like let's, let's, let's go out and let's have fun. And dealing with Nate, bruh, like it was, was insane because Nate, my homie, he doesn't slow down. This guy, he can go for days, bruh. Facts. So, me and Nate got really close over the summer, and it was a dope experience. You know what I mean? Like, facts. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, me and Nate got really close over the summer, and, you know, we we would go out a lot. I mean, we would just, you know. One thing I do miss about the, the scene in Minneapolis is that the rooftop um, art festival scene was dope. But we would go out, instead of the the art festival, we would do the lounge scene. And like I said, I mean, it'd be, when we would go out, girls would come out with us, girls that are model chicks, girls that are doing very well, professional girls, right? This is like really dope when we're we're stepping out. And, you know, these are, going out with Nate, like getting into that high value social circle, I, I learned a lot. You know, I've always find it funny when people talk about social circle is dead or social circle is this and that. That lets me know lo- they're not in a high um, high value social circle. And when I say high value social circle or or uh, or top echelon social circle, when you're in a social circle like that, one thing you realize is women are always rotating around, bro. Like women are coming in and out. Like there's gonna be your staple chicks that they have, right? Uh, So staple chicks are going to be like girlfriends, wives, like good friends, girls that they really cool with. But there's always girls floating in and out because what happens is these guys meet girls and then they say, hey, we're doing this, bring, you know, other girls. And then the other girls bring girls. And unless you've experienced it before, this is why I can't explain it to people. I can't because you have people here on YouTube. They're just about hearing the, the word high value. Because they they associate it with money. Okay, cool. I get that point. But people don't understand that when you're in a social circle where people don't... And by the way, these people, they're not running around calling themselves high value. They're they're not. I'm sorry. I've never heard one of them say that. But when you're in a social circle, right, with Mr. Smith, riding a Bentley, smoking a cigar. Facts. You guys seen the footage. I mean, that's why I post those receipts. Because when people come for me and say, oh, Solo's lying or Solo's capping, I'm like, here's the proof. Here we go. Here's the receipts. This is what happened on this day, that day, this day. Right? People got to understand, like, people in, in that type of, and I don't, who are really high value men, they live different lives than regular guys. They live different lives. They have women. Imagine, bro, you pull up in the Bentley, bro, you ain't got to approach bitches. Bitches come up to you. They come up to the Bentley dog showing they tits. I've experienced it. Facts. Bitches come out showing they titties. They see the Bentley, they go crazy. Bruh. Bruh. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine that. Like, people don't understand. And make no mistake. Oh, well, these girls are old bimbos. No. the A, a really top echelon social circle. You're going to meet girls that come from old money. And so meeting Nate, that like, he he's such a dope guy. Because I, I met Nate before that. But like I said, we we started hanging out again once me and my ex broke up. And... It, Everywhere we would go, people love Nate. People would just be like, oh man, blah, 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 value, blah, blah, blah. Because he's such a dope person. Like, he's a a humble dude, a genuine, cool dude. And so, wherever he goes, people gravitate to him. Because he's got that energy, and he's a dope person. And and so, you know, so once I I broke up with that situation, people got to understand that, um, you know, I did some interviews, right? Um, of course. Put it on the channel as always. You know, but I I was going out hard, and then so now that I'm a, a single again, now compared to the previous lockdown, the dating market is even worse because what's going on now is is that um now women want you to take them out to eat. Well, here's the thing, if you. If you want to go out to eat now, it's a freaking hassle. You got to make an appointment or not an appointment, but reservations. Reservations to go to Applebee's, bruh? Nah, bruh. Nah, 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 bruh. So, you know, you meet a couple chicks here and there, right? And then we go out to L.A. So me and, you know, I convince Nate, like, let's go out to L.A., Matt Alonzo is out there. Shout out to him. He's always a guy that I've wanted to interview. You know the fact that you have a guy who's a, a very well-known Hollywood film director, music director, and he's in the in the Red Pill space. Shout out to Matt Alonzo, man. You feel me? Uh, pe- people don't understand, but Matt 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 Alonzo is a, a, a real one too, bruh. He's he's a real one too. You know, he's a real one too, and and I, I say that. Because, like I said, he didn't have to do the interview. You know what I mean? He didn't have to do that. And then we, I met Ike. And that was a dope experience to to interview Ike. And when we went out there to interview, um, Ike had this nice little place in L.A. And he was making gimlets. Like, Ike is Ike is an intelligent motherfucker, man. Ike, I learned a lot about Ike about how to command a room. You know, I learned a lot. Except I did it my own way in Miami. But I learned a lot about Ike on how to command presence. The importance of listening. Yeah, Ike listen, even even just talking about Ike, you can hear my voice drop down because Ike Ike is a yo, he's a he's a he's a sage, but right? like Ike Ike's been here. Ike is one of these motherfuckers. He's been here before. You're like, nigga, you've been here before, haven't you? He'd be like, Yes, I've been here twice <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ike, you know. And so, you know, so going to L.A., like, you know, doing those interviews were dope. Now, there was some other shit going on behind the scenes that I can't talk about. Um, You know, people always <laughs> people always think I'm not aware of what's going on. But, you know, when you're dealing with women, women talk more than they should. You know what I mean? Like, women always talk more than they should. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's one of the reasons why I don't pillow talk with girls. Cuz women will always tell on themselves. And so now I'm reconnecting. I come back from LA and now I'm uh me and Jazz did an interview. Right? Now now let's talk about the Janae Moore situation because that that obviously is something that's very relevant in regards to my channel. The Janelle Moore situation is a situation where you had a disrespectful thought, um, thinking that she could bully me. No, bitch, who the fuck are you? Oh, I'm Janae Moore. Go suck a cock. You know what I mean? Like, like Janae Moore. Uh, you, you guys gotta understand. Like, Janae is one of these uppity light bitches, right? That that really, really thinks that she's that bitch. Like, bitch, you're not that bad. Like, in my city, I'm, I can show you ten bitches that are badder than you. And Brandy's a bum. And by the way, I, I can say that in my wrap up but Brandy, you're a bum. Keep my name out your mouth, bitch. You fucking $2 whore. I, I don't like those girls. I really don't. I, I don't care for them. I, I really don't care for them. But Janae, Moore, as mad as she is, I, I ain't going to care. Janae, you made me a lot of money. So that $50 times two, wait, he paid me three times. Facts. $50 twice and a $1 dollar once. 101 bucks. Janae, I made more money off of you than, than you could ever imagine. Facts. Thank you, Janae. Janae paid for the LA trip. What are we talking about? Janae paid for the Airbnb. She paid for the plane tickets. Facts. Thank you, Janae. Facts. Brandy's bum ass too. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you got these women talking about, oh, we make six figures, but they sweating a the nigga over $50. That's that shit I don't like, and people say, "Oh, Sula, I thought you leaving it alone." This is my twenty twenty wrap up. I'm just telling you guys what's going on. Did Janae? I'm 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 gonna tell you guys some real shit. Did Janae? Nia Moore situation got so out of hand. I remember one time, cause the girl I was dealing with, right? She knew what I did. I mean, I couldn't hide it, because the chick was around me so much. It's like, yeah, this is what I do. But she's like, yo. What's going on? What's really going on with you and Janae, right? So, so she thought, yo, is are you trying to smash Janae? Did you and Janae have a history? Because bro, I was going at Janae so hard, bro. And then also, she understood that with Janae going with the gorilla, like Janae was coming at me hard too. So, Shorty's thinking, like, well, did y'all used to smash? What's going? What's really going on? Because y'all are going hard at each other, facts. And I remember one time when me and Janae had like we're in good terms. I don't know. My phone, um, Janae had DM'd me. And this is a true story, by the way, I'm not lying. And I'm I'm looking at the DM and you know, this chick snatches my phone real quick, like grabs it and looks at it. Why is Janae DMing you this late at night? Mine's just like nine o'clock CST time. And I'm like, we're just talking business. And so she's looking at the DM and she's like, This Janae situation, blah blah blah, right? Now I kid you not. After Janae DM me, the next day I shit you not, my girl made me a steak, some mashed potatoes, some greens. I mean, it was lit. Gave me a hell of a blowjob, right? She's like, she's like, I'm gonna let the, I'm gonna remind you why you like me. She put the Niagara Falls on me. I'm like, Shorty, sure, you good? You good? You know what I mean? But yeah, the the, the Janae Amore situation was not was not one of my best moments. I can admit that now. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't my best moment. I'm not I'm not proud of it because of going back and forth and, and matching her energy. But she's a whore. And whores like her, I love to violate them any chance I get. I do. I don't respect whores. Brandy's a whore too. So whenever I can violate a whore, I will. And I shall. And when I say a whore, violate, I'm not talking about like hurting somebody or killing. No, no, I'm I'm talking about I'm, I'm talking about talking spicy, like like that's what I do. That's what I do, and and I know Janae's big, Matt, because I made a lot of money off of that bitch. Facts, I did. I made a lot of listen. I made a lot of money off of that bro, and she ain't make shit off of me. So when we talking about 101 dollars, Janae, I mean, you can have that, but I wait. I made like 400 thousand percent more. You know what I'm saying? Like fact, I mean, I mean, I did, I did. Let's keep it a hundred. Janae, you, like I said, Janae financed that LA trip. Facts. Janae had me out in LA. Facts. With two model chicks. Facts. Janae, thank you, bitch. Keep talking about me so I can get more paper. Brandy, you too. I wish you bitches would. I'll drag you off the whole 2021. Facts. I will drag those bitches. 2021. Nah, I mean, I fuck with MT. Me and MT had our issues, but I fuck with MT. But I don't fuck with those bum bitches. But guess what? Those bum bitches, they made me a lot of bread. I can't be mad at that. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Moving on. Um, So, you know, so at that time, also, obviously, um. now we're getting into the latter part of 2020. And it's just weird because 2020 went by so fast, but so much happened. And make no mistake, if you... You listening to this, Donald Trump will be president when 2021 starts. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. I go back to Miami, right? Wait, before I go back to Miami, what what else I got to talk about? I mean, oh, okay. Wait, stop right there before we let's talk about the election. Yeah, that's why I brought up Donald Trump. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, So Donald Trump. When I'm watching the election, I see that Donald Trump is up in the polls. Right? Donald Trump is up. He's up, he's up, he's up. Then all of a sudden, polls are closed. And then Donald Trump loses the election bro. And I'm like, is anybody seeing what's going on? Like, is this, is anybody seeing what the hell is just going on? Is anybody seeing this shit? Is anybody seeing what's going on right now, bro? Is anybody seeing this? So I'm watching the election. I'm like, is anybody seeing this? And make no mistake, guys. I'm I'm shoot I'm making this podcast right now, December thirty first, but Donald Trump is gonna win. If this video goes viral, cool. If not, the podcast goes viral, cool. If not, he's gonna he's he's gonna be vindicated. Now I know I know, and, and here's the thing: if you're listening, you you might say this guy solo's crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but bro, if I'm right. <laughs> This is gonna this is gonna ensue chaos and it's gonna cause a lot. And it's important that at this time that we pray for guidance. For guidance from Jesus Christ. That we pray because the country's gonna need prayer if that happens. The country's gonna need prayer. So moving on. <coughs> oh man. Now, the second restriction, right? And I'm almost done, guys. This is one of my longer podcasts. This fucked me up. Now, we're, the second lockdown is basically where... Gyms close and every nightclubs close. Everything closed. Restaurants close. That, that's the one, right? That messed me up. So now i can't go to the gym now mind you this is late december of 2020 that's how far ahead now we are at the story and you can't go to the gym bro so guess what i start going outside again but this time the, the lockdown's only for one month but even then i go outside and you know i do about two or three miles boom gym's open right restaurants are still closed but but real talk it's kind of like every time you build momentum they f- they they close it again and one of my struggles i'm not gonna lie is like the weight loss goal bro i should have been lost away bro like facts i ain't gonna lie bro I, here's the thing when, when people make fun of my weight i don't i don't let it get me down because number one bro i haven't been fat all my life but number two um, I've lost the weight before and I, I know, I know how to do it again. It's just a matter of discipline being in the right head space, right? There's a lot of things that, that people don't realize that goes on in YouTube behind the scenes that I'd never talk about. And I talk a lot, my nigga, but there's stuff I just don't talk about that goes on, you know? And one thing people got to understand is, is for me. When people say, oh, why don't you do this on YouTube? Or why don't you do that? Like, why don't you uh, do YouTube full-time? Or why don't you put out a course? People don't understand. People people got to understand. I'll, I'll leave it at that because it's nobody's fucking business. But I have family obligations. You know what I'm saying? I have family obligations to my mother, to my father. And so when when, when I don't do certain things... It's because there's certain other things that are more important than YouTube to me. And one thing I find interesting is when you talk to some of these content creators. Like. It's very important, like, like how they talk about their parents, you know what I'm saying? Because for me, like that lets me know your upbringing. I had a great relationship with my parents, with my mom and dad. You know what I mean? I think that's important. And I, I bring this up because it's kind of like, there's no amount of money that YouTube could give me that I would cash in in regards to the relationship I have with my parents. There's just none. And I value that that relationship. So when when my parents are You know, struggling or hurting. And I'm not necessarily talking financially, but I'm just talking about, you know, physically or whatnot. That that, that doesn't sit well with me. And I don't expect somebody to understand who doesn't have a close personal relationship with their parents like that. But for people who do, you understand how important your parents are. You know what I mean? I'll leave it at that. Um... So I go back to Miami. Me, Fresh, Prince, Co, Myron Gaines. Me and Goofy Tubes. I mean, a lot of people wonder, okay, what happened in that Miami interview? Let's talk about that. Bro, let's talk about that. So here's the thing, and it's a true story. I mean, I mentioned this in the interview, so I'm not saying anything out of turn. But we're, we're at the Moxie restaurant, and Fresh... He, you know, he had a a little uh, Colombiana with him. You know, she had a fat ass, you know what I'm saying? But Fresh fresh decided, I don't know, Fresh said he had to go to the house and do something. I think Fresh wanted to go home and clap those cheeks real quick. You know what I mean? So then we pull up, skirt, skirt, to the uh, Panorama. That's the, the name of the building. And Myron says, yo, just, you know, go in this and that. So I'm just like, yo, bro, like, where's Myron at? You feel me? And I told Myron this. I'm not talking shit, but I'm like, yo, if Myron Gaines comes to Minneapolis, bro, we're going to be waiting with him with two Pogs, a box of chocolate, and some flowers. You know what I mean? So that's why when I went up there, bro, I was like, just like, woo. I was on one, bro. I was like, bro, you got Solo TV 84 in this bitch. You know what I mean? Legendary. Legendary. But Miami was awesome. And, and, and here's the thing about Myron and Fresh. I got a lot of respect for these guys. Those guys grind very hard. They deserve all the success. And you know what? I'm very happy for them. I am. These guys are their solid guys. You know. And when you have a relationship with people like that, it's cool. You know what I mean? Because with some people, it's kind of like the relationship is fake. You know what I mean? It's fake nice. It's, it's not really genuine. But with Fresh and, and Myron, these guys are solid dudes, you know, so I'm never I'm never going to say anything bad about them or anything like that, you know. They're dope guys. Got a lot of respect for them, you know. Like I said, some of these YouTubers, bruh, like, real talk, some of these YouTubers, like, <laughs> anyway, I'll just leave it at that, bruh. Like, like, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. So then it brings us to Arizona. <clears throat> and Arizona was dope. Because me and Goofy two met up again, and we shot this crazy video. And by the time you listen to this, the video probably still won't be up. Because I got to edit the heck out of it. It's going to be dope, right? So if people were to ask me, well, Solo, what did you learn in, in 2020? I learned that it's important to be able to communicate in a healthy way. I think it's important to have friendships that edify you. There's something that I learned throughout my life. You know, the more, the more I go through life, the more I realize that a lot of people are just out for themselves. When I came in the YouTube game, I wasn't making money, bruh. I wasn't making no money. Matter of fact, it took three years of YouTubing for me to get my first check. From 2012 to 2015, I never got paid until the, well, 2015, August. It was like 150 bucks. When people say, well, how, how were you able to make the content? I came in it with the mindset that it wasn't about the money. And I think that's what helped me a lot. Because I see a lot of guys come in and they want to make money right away. And then they realize, oh, it's going to be work. Yeah, it's, it's going to be work. You got to grind before you get paid, my nigga. Facts. Got to grind. But I learned that 2020 real friendships, you know, are the ones that are solid. Not just in regards to transparency, but like respect. See, somebody can fake being a friend. Somebody can pretend to be a friend. But if the respect isn't there, huh, then what? You know? And I know that for me personally, I've learned that I have the ability to adapt. I just got to believe in myself. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've heard, and I'm laughing. But you know, I've heard a lot of people say, "Yo, it was solo. You fell off." But if we're talking about YouTube, I made the most money ever made. Facts. If we're talking about crypto, I made more money than I did on YouTube. Facts. So it's kind of like, like, like it's kind of like we're we're looking at the situation, right? And 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 I'm looking at this. And one thing that knocked me off my square, and I got to bring this up, the reason why you saw me get into a lot of these beefs this year is because it's kind of like I still have a ship on my shoulder. You feel me? I still have a ship on my shoulder, bro. I came in this game. I didn't get respect. I still don't have respect. Know what I mean? And listen, let me just say this. Oh, you so see you're YouTubing for respect at the end of the day, bro When when you look at these content creators, a lot of these niggas are my sons That's a fact A lot of these niggas are my sons Because when you look at how these niggas put the content together How these niggas all of a sudden now these niggas got I mean, come on, bro. I mean, it's it's like oh solo. No, 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 but it's kind of like yo I'm I'm watching videos People are stealing my titles. People are using my jokes. It's like niggas are my sons. Especially some of these bigger YouTubers. That's a fact. You know? And I'm not coming at anybody in particular. I'm speaking in general because it's not... It's more than one or two people that bite me. And me purposely... I purposely don't watch these niggas. I I really don't. Because why would I watch you, my nigga? What, What can you... Like, what what information can I get from a nigga that came after me, but is doing the same thing as me? You can't teach me anything, my nigga. Like, real talk. Ain't nothing the nigga can teach me, bro. I've been living this lifestyle, like, embodying truth since I was 25 years old. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm the Marco Marco